Hi, and welcome to the Sales Enablement Pro Podcast. I'm Shauna Simawang. Sales enablement is a constantly evolving space, and we're here to help professionals stay up to date on the latest trends and best practices so that they can be more effective in their jobs. Today, I'm excited to have Aisha from Diligent join us. Aisha, I would love for you to introduce yourself, your role, and your organization to our audience. Great. I'm so happy to be here, um, Shauna. So my name is Aisha Wallace-Weich, and I am the VP of Global Training and Enablement at Diligent Corporation. Uh, Diligent is a software company. We're the pioneer of modern governance. Uh, so we look to empower leaders to turn effective governance into a competitive advantage uh, by allowing them to leverage unparalleled insights from a team of industry innovators, as well as highly secure integrated SaaS technologies that streamline the day-to-day work of board management and committees and support collaboration and secure information sharing. My role specifically is to provide consistent, scalable enablement to our commercial teams um, and their managers so that they can add value in every customer interaction. Um, This encompasses leading training, coaching, content development, sales communications, technology optimizations, performance analytics, engagement tools, and process efficiencies. Hi, Aisha. I'm so glad that you're able to join us today. And and as you mentioned in your introduction, one of your areas of expertise is really around training and, and designing and implementing these training programs. I, I would love to hear from you. What are some of the core elements needed to make a training program successful? Um, well, there's, there's a lot of components. Um, few of the a few of the key things that I, I employ are um, getting a clear understanding of the objectives of the training, um, keeping in mind the purpose of training is to change behavior. So that includes knowledge, skills, attitudes. Um, and so this requires that you identify questions to ask before designing um, the training. And, you know, um, I use... Um, four levels of evaluation, and I I analyze analyze those as part of designing a training program, Um, and also discussing issues that may prevent training from being effective. Uh, Other things are ensuring you have a well-defined audience, um, understanding of the desired level of mastery, so like, you know, in 20 words or less, or you know, this illustrates three of the four value propositions or with 80% accuracy um, agreement, you know, with your stakeholders on how success will be measured um, and then getting buy-in from all of your key stakeholders, as well as the leadership of the team or teams being trained um, and uh, determining whether you have internal expertise that can produce and deliver the trainings or do you need to seek external resources and of course, timing. Timing is also always key. Absolutely. I think those are great elements to touch on. Now, I mean, obviously, there are, there are challenges with, with, with any uh, sales enablement initiative, but what are some of the top challenges that sales enablement professionals face when, when designing and implementing training programs? And then do you have strategies that you would recommend for how to overcome some of those obstacles? Um, yeah, challenges. Um, (laughs) um, you know, one of them is the inability to get stakeholder agreement on training objectives. You know, everybody thinks, you know, something different is important or key. Um, oftentimes you'll have a lack of support from commercial leadership. 
um, unreasonable time frame. So um, I talked about timing and, you know, timing can be looked at in various different ways. Um, but, you know, oftentimes as the enablement practitioner, you know, we're given unreasonable timeframes in which to prepare the content and materials for a training. Um, lack of resources or budget and a lack of learner participation are some of the, the challenges, um, you know, that, I, that I've, I've come into before. Um, some of the strategies I recommend to overcome these is collaborate collaborate, collaborate, communicate, communicate, communicate. Both of those are key. Um, and I would also say, don't be afraid to speak up and state that training may not be the answer. So a lot of times sales enablement is looked at as the catch-all, you know, someone's not doing something that, you know, you want them to be doing, or a team is not performing the way you know, that you want them to perform. And a lot of times, you know, enablement is looked at as the person that, you know, is going to come and save the day and fix it. Um, but in search circumstances where performance is in question, training may not be the answer. Um, you know, oftentimes it could be a systems issue, like lack of access or know-how for a system. A lot of times it could be compensation or incentive related. You know, the commercial team may not be being incentivized properly um, and that's why you're not getting the behavior out of them that you want. Um, and then a lot of times you have to look at your talent. Um, you may not have the right butts and seats. Um, so again, don't be afraid to speak up after you've done some analysis and ask the right identifying questions to just simply state that training may not be the answer. Absolutely. I, I couldn't agree more. Now, I do want to talk about the environment that we're all kind of working in right now, which I think for a lot of us has kind of gone remote. Um, and I'm sure that that has come with kind of its own new host of challenges. Um, and I know that a lot of our audience, uh, a lot of them are sales enablement practitioners that that are trying to figure out how, um, how to address delivering effective sales training virtually. So how have you and your teams addressed this need? Yeah, luckily, um, we had completed implementation of a skills development measurement and reinforcement platform in late 2018. Um, so we've had that in place, uh, which during this time has proven invaluable. Um, and so this platform allows us to easily create, distribute, and track information and trainings. Um, and you can deliver a host of different formats uh, through this platform. So whether it's, you know, simply a narrated presentation, um, or you can get uh, more detailed with an actual course, um, and then you can also do curriculums um, and coaching exercises. Um, so we have been utilizing that during this time um, a lot more than we did in the past. Um, however, um, we also use our weekly commercial team meetings as an opportunity um, for training um, on different things as well um, in smaller settings, smaller groups. Um, and then I still facilitate a fair share of instructor-led webinar trainings as well. Um, and then for some of our teams um, or trainings, we are also still utilizing external specialized resources um, to fill the gaps for training. 
Absolutely. And I, I, I love that point on coaching and that you guys are actually able to do that even better now virtually. Um, I think a lot of or- organizations are, are struggling with that right now as well. Um, so that kind of leads me into kind of reinforcement of that training. How um, have you guys been able to do that and maximize the retention of knowledge learned in your training courses? Yeah, this is going to be um, a challenge as well, you know. Um, so, I, you know, I tend to think application is a critical component of any training program. Um, So you've got to make sure there is an opportunity for practice and application of new skills learned. Um, Repetition is also key. Um, So I liken it to like a drip marketing campaign. And so when I think about training, I tend to think of it as a drip campaign whereby you may have an initial training, but then um, beyond that, consider, you know, how you will deploy refresher or follow-up trainings that follow over a certain cadence throughout the year um, so that you're, you know, constantly kind of re-engaging on that topic matter with the teams. Um, And then I think probably the most important is ensuring commercial leadership is equipped to coach to these new skills. Um, So, you know, when you're deploying a training program, you definitely want to work closely with your frontline sales managers and make sure that they're equipped um, to coach to these new skills. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, I think it might be just kind of my background, um, but I did notice on LinkedIn that you mentioned that product and marketing teams are some of your closest cross-functional partners. So, you know, I'd love to hear how sales enablement can collaborate with product and or marketing teams to really deliver more impactful training programs. Um, Yeah, I think the obvious is, you know, leveraging the great content and collateral that your content and product marketing teams and product teams uh, produce um, and use that within your training. So you're not, you know, necessarily recreating the wheel or making things more difficult for yourself than they need to be, Um, but also collaborate early and often with those teams to understand their goals um, and objectives as they pertain to these same Um, kind of parallel initiatives. Um, This is going to better inform you about the objectives of the training that you're designing. um, If you are clearly able to understand what those teams goals are um, and how to best design your program. So for example, like, you know, what are the goals of the accompanying marketing campaign for which, you know, you're being asked to design a training? Um, or, you know, if it's a product enhancement or feature that's being released, what are the expected outcomes of that from the product perspective? So all of those things are going to better inform you in designing the training program to make sure the behavior that you want, you know, is the result that you get out of the training. Absolutely. And, and this has been a fantastic question, uh, conversation. And I, I just have one last question for you. Um, and, and you've talked about some of this, which is, you know, making sure that you're getting the behavior change that you want. But how are you measuring the impact of these training programs? Yeah. Um, so, you know, measurement in sales enablement overall is still a challenging concept. Um, because as we know, there 
there is never just one thing that contributes to the success of the commercial team reaching their goals. Um, however, as it pertains to training specifically, how to measure the impactfulness of a training program is dependent on the objectives of the training. Um, and so you would tend to determine those at the beginning um, before you even start design. So at the most basic level, of course, you're gonna have a participation or completion metric. So, you know, how many learners participated and or completed the training. And this serves as a leading indicator to success of other things. Um, in addition to this, you typically have like a level one measurement, which is more qualitative, uh, than anything else. And so this is just measuring the reaction to the training. So did the participants like it? Um, similar to an MPS score, you know, would they recommend this training to a friend? Um, and then there are additional levels that I look at. So like two to four um, that cover learning behavior and results. So to what extent are the attitudes changed, our knowledge increased, our skills improved? And so you would capture this from a pre and post test, um, along with having them uh, demonstrate skills that they've learned. Uh, then there's the behavior change that I talked about. And so this has to be observed. So this is either via peers or manager observation and feedback. So again, this ties back to equipping commercial leadership to coach to the new skills and being able to provide you with feedback that they are noticing behavior change with their reps. And then lastly, you know, there's the metrics, right? And again, all of these levels of evaluation are dependent on the type of training and what's decided on at the beginning. But these metrics can be tangible, like higher ASPs, or they can be intangible, like employing more empathy during calls or better listening skills, which, you know, if you've got the benefit of a conversation intelligence platform, then perhaps there's some things that you can bake into that to better, you know, to gauge whether that's happening. Um, or you can do it the good old fashioned way just by shadowing calls and again, observing behavior. But again, understanding what to measure is directly related to the objectives of the training, which again, are ultimately going to inform the design of the training program. This is really solid advice. Aisha, thank you so much for joining us today. It has been my pleasure. Thanks for inviting me. To our audience, thanks for listening. For more insights, tips, and expertise from sales enablement leaders, visit salesenablement.pro. If there's something you'd like to share or a topic you'd like to learn more about, please let us know. We'd love to hear from you.